0: Hello everyone, I welcome you to The Butterfly Effect, a mental health podcast to help you navigate through adversity and begin your transformative journey to healing mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. From anxiety to domestic violence, this podcast will discuss a wide range of mental health topics, hearing real people discuss their raw experiences. Because this podcast touches on sensitive topics, listener discretion is advised, and the information that is provided is not meant to diagnose or treat any mental health condition or be a substitute for therapy. If you are experiencing any mental health symptoms while listening, I encourage you to contact somebody that you trust or a mental health provider in your community. So without further ado, let's get started. Hello everyone. Welcome to the Butterfly Effect podcast. My name is Queen Shimoniak and I welcome you to this week's episode. So before we jump into this week's topic, I want to first do a quick recap on last week's episode on trauma. We discussed how to understand and define trauma as well as outline the different types in order to Make the necessary steps to acknowledge our own traumatic experiences and situations that we've been through. So, with that in mind, I want to reaffirm the mantra that I mentioned, which was I acknowledge that I'm not okay, but I'm making the necessary steps to learning how to be more than just okay. So with that mantra in mind, let's get into this week's topic, which is about triggers. What does it actually mean to be triggered? Why do we get triggered in the first place? And why do our experiences have anything to do with being triggered in the first place? So first and foremost, I will constantly emphasize that our experiences and memories are so important. Because they influence how we behave, how we act, how we formulate our morals, values, and beliefs, how we communicate with other people, and how we perceive the world around us in order to connect within. So, if we have these different experiences, if life is this wild roller coaster that we try so hard to control, but The things that we are exposed to continuously influences how we are going to grow and adapt as people. You know, yes, some experiences are amazing, but some induce feelings of stress and anxiety. And when that happens, why do triggers even formulate? So to begin, every part of our body protects us, you know, spiritually and physically So from a spiritual perspective, we have our intuition and our inner child and parts of ourselves that help us feel on a metaphysical realm of what could be perceived as dangerous so that we can steer away from that in order to protect ourselves. But also, physically, our brains are designed to keep us safe because it's a powerhouse that collects and assesses data from our experiences in order to mentally categorize what would be considered as safe and what would be considered as dangerous. And in order to do that, we have this very special mechanism called our fight-or-flight response, which is our stress response. And this is essentially um, a part of us that helps us perceive harmful events, attacks, and threats to our own survival and with feeling that fight-or-flight response, fighting essentially means that you're defending. Flight means that you are avoiding. So when that happens, we're feeling this increased heart rate, increase of blood pressure. We might feel flushed. We have dilated pupils. You're on edge your memories could be affected, uh, you feel so tense, you feel stressed. Because the thing is that when we're in this fight or flight response, it's, it's um, influenced by an, uh, this rush of adrenaline and fear. Because then at that point, when we're feeling all of those different, you know, rush of emotions, our brain is trying to prioritize how we're going to, how we're going to survive in order to help us make the best decision for our survival. So everything kind of temporarily shuts down and it's laser focused on this situation that happens. But the thing is is that the situation that happens, the magic thing is that it's inducing stress. It's inducing this rush of adrenaline and fear. So when we're in the middle of this fight or flight situation, on a subconscious level, our brain starts to pair things that might be perceived as dangerous with our fight-or-flight mechanism. So when we're feeling stressed and we have this, you know, reaction, our brain starts to link objects or neutral stimuluses to the actual event itself so that it almost categorizes it in our brain as, this was a traumatic situation, this induced a lot of stress, this is how it made us feel and we don't want to feel this ever again so essentially triggers are paired associations and the thing is that triggers can be anything anything that will relate that that would or did relate to the actual um experience itself so stress we all feel stress we all feel this sense of being overwhelmed. But how you might feel stress is obviously very different from another person and how we and our experiences are also on a spectrum. What we may feel like are severe experiences or very traumatic can be very different from another person. So with that in mind, triggers happen in the middle of us trying to make a sound decision And everything is on a spectrum. Triggers are also on a spectrum because it activates one of our five senses in that moment. So any of those five senses could easily remind us of that experience, almost make us relive that experience that our brains have already perceived to be as dangerous. So when we're feeling triggered, when we're feeling this strong sense of anxiety When we're feeling all this anxiousness, our brains are immediately trying to avoid. We don't want to experience that again. But unfortunately, we can't truly control when our triggers occur. Because depending on the experience, depending on what you went through, that influences how you're going to react in an emotional way. Um, So a lot of people, when they say that, oh, I'm triggered or you're triggered, you're just being too sensitive, what they don't understand is that there's something going on in the subconscious that recognized a sight, like a sound, a smell, a touch, or a taste that reminded you of an experience you thought you had buried deep down in your mind and now you're being reminded of it and it's replaying in your mind mentally while in the physical realm, people are seeing a physical reaction. They could see you breaking out in tears. They can see you acting very on edge, very angry. So with that in mind, how do we even understand how our triggers are affecting us and what types of triggers? So just like everything is on a spectrum, just like our experiences could be on a spectrum, triggers are also on a spectrum and there are two types of triggers that we can experience. We have internal and external triggers. So for an example to help you understand each one, let's say that you got into a car accident on the interstate because you were hit by a uh, drunk driver that was driving a white truck. So some internal triggers that you could develop could be memories tied to that car accident. could be anxiety, feeling of anger, sadness, or pain, muscle tension, feeling overwhelmed, vulnerable, abandoned, or out of control of the car accident itself. So with that car accident, not only is it pulling on your one of the five senses, but it's also making you feel certain emotions. And that's something that should be understood with triggers is that it's not just something that's happening mentally. Because yes, your brain did categorize the actual event as something being very harmful and stressful, but it also pinpoints how you were feeling in that moment. And when you feel those moments again in your present reality, at any moment in time, it's pulling on and it's almost making you relive the same emotions. So this, could, this is where it's very important to assess when you're feeling triggered, how you're actually feeling while you're being triggered. What emotions did that trigger conjure up because it's related to that feeling that you felt before that you never wanted to feel again. So, this could be not only just feeling vulnerable, but maybe you felt manipulated, you felt unsure, you felt um, out of control, you felt angry, you felt all, whatever emotion you were feeling, that's what you really have to understand about why you're being triggered in the first place. Because sometimes when you're triggered, you don't know how to truly control it until you start almost really analyzing all the necess- all the little steps that led for you to act in an emotional way. So those are internal triggers that could happen. External triggers, um, you know, referring back to that um, example of the car accident, could be seeing someone related to the trauma. Maybe you're in a grocery store and you see the person that hit you, the drunk driver. Uh, You could encounter someone with certain physical traits that remind you of that person involved. Uh, You could maybe see car accidents in TV shows, movies, or hear about it in news articles that remind you of your own car accident. It could be certain sounds that Involved that were involved in the trauma. So maybe the sirens from the fire truck or the ambulance, maybe it was the sound of yelling or screaming from other individuals that witnessed your car accident. It could be visual cues related to it. So maybe a certain color, maybe the color of the truck triggers you. So now when you're on the road and you see a white truck, You want to avoid it because it's reminding you of the fact that you were hit by a white truck. It could be a piece of clothing, maybe a house or a street sign, maybe the street itself. Maybe every time you pass by that street, it reminds you of that car accident, maybe a smell associated with that. So the smell of smoke, smell of gas, it could be certain words or phrases or even the actual anniversary of your car accident. These are all examples of external traumas, things that are really out of your control. They're really things that almost come out of nowhere and remind you that something happened to you. And we're just like I said that our experiences are on a spectrum depending on how severe you've categorized your experience the more severe the actual trigger is going to be and it's going to pull more on your emotions and your feelings and how you go about in the world and how you address your own healing. Because triggers are also associated with something called PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, which is an adverse effect to experiencing a traumatic event or or, um, situation. So you know, PTSD is is something where it's like you're feeling all this sensitivity, you're feeling this lack of control, and you are almost trying. It's becoming very difficult to recover from that experience or witnessing a traumatic event because it was it made a, an influence on how you even go about in the world or how you feel like you need to protect yourself. And maybe some of you that have gone through. You know, what you would consider to be a traumatic experience, whether that's interpersonal trauma or an actual traumatic event, that could pull on how you feel emotionally and what triggers you. So I always think of triggering as you're being placed in this minefield and you're aware that you're in a minefield too. So you're trying to cautiously, you know, avoid certain spots that you think. The triggers might be. And it's not until you're so close to getting to the other side that something blows up in your face. Meaning you can get up every day and it's not like you look at your calendar and you're thinking, oh, I'm going to be triggered today. That's not what happens. It happens suddenly. And that's why the emotional response is so strong because you weren't, it's out of your control. It's out of something you didn't even think was going to happen. And that could lead to um, very strong emotional reactions. You could have panic attacks. You could have, you know, crying spells. You can feel very angry um, and an increased amount of aggression because you're seeing something mentally that no one else could see but you. And all you were trying to do was live your life And not feel affected or weighed down by something that you thought you had dealt with. So if our experiences and the things that we go through have this huge emotional, spiritual, mental pull and influence in our current reality and how we are as people on this long journey throughout life, how can we actually heal from our triggers? How can we even make the necessary steps to acknowledge that they exist in the first place. Well, acknowledgement is the first step, just like, you know, acknowledging your traumas or things that induced a huge amount of stress and anxiety in your life. We also have to recognize that, you know, the things that we've gone through have formulated certain triggers that we are either aware of or that we're not aware of because we have to acknowledge that we have triggers, but we also have to acknowledge when we do get triggered. And by doing that, when we are triggered, we also need to make the necessary steps to understand where and why we're feeling triggered in the first place. Where do our triggers come from? Where is the origin? So by doing this takes a huge amount of courage within yourself to even think about where this comes from. And sometimes your trigger has always been there and it's been formulating over a certain amount of different experiences that you've experienced that kind of snowball into this one big feeling of triggering. So this is kind of what goes back into different types of trauma, when we're exposed to different stressful events that we can um, be perceived as to be traumatic to us. Remember, what you might find traumatic could be very different from another person. It's the same thing with stress. Whatever stress and whatever situations that came together to make us feel stressed, it could be that our triggers originated differently and developed in different time periods. As well as that, we also need to recognize how we emotionally feel when we're being triggered and where do those emotions stem from as well. Where, how, How is it that when we feel a certain way about a certain trigger, where does that come from? An example of this could be if you were bullied from middle school to high school, First and foremost, bullying is a type of trauma. It's a type of it's a it's a it's a um, it's an interpersonal uh, trauma because it happens um, it happens within an inner circle. It happens around you, and it's also uh, complex, meaning it's prolonged and happens over a certain amount of time. So first, that's the trauma. That's the actual trauma. Bullying how you felt when you were being bullied is very different from the actual event so maybe when you were being bullied you felt this depreciation for yourself you felt this lack of self-worth you felt vulnerable anxious you felt a variety of different emotions now maybe there was a certain word or phrase that's, that your maybe your bullies used to make you feel that sense of Of out of control and vulnerability. And maybe that phrase was, you're stupid, you're dumb, you aren't smart. Now, maybe fast forward to where you are right now. You're going about your day, and maybe somebody close to you, or maybe a stranger says one of those words to you, says one of those phrases to you, and it triggers you to not just act out, but to feel all those emotions that are tied to what you felt when you were being bullied and that's the thing like recognizing the progression of your emotions is also very important because maybe what you felt in that moment in middle school is very different or maybe at an increased intensity now that you are older because you're realizing oh my gosh like I feel so strongly I still feel a lot more strongly about this situation than I did in middle school. Or maybe you don't feel as strong. Maybe you feel different emotions. So recognizing it's or like the trigger's origin and also recognizing your emotions pertaining to that trigger and how it's developed over time and even how the trigger developed over time is another important step. Another one that I would suggest is that Reprogramming any negative beliefs that you might have about your triggers. So, just because, and this is just like what I mentioned, what you may find stressful to you is going to be completely different in comparison to another person, which means this also has to do with your own triggers. When you're thinking about yourself, one trigger might be more severe than another. Just because one might be more severe than the other doesn't mean you have to neglect the lesser trigger because they all contribute to your personality. They contribute to why you believe you do and act in the way that you do. It's what makes you human. So recognizing where one might be more emotionally charged is also You being able to take a step back and recognize how to reprogram all of the words or phrases or things that contributed to you being triggered in the first place. So, if going back to that bullying example, if someone were to tell you now that you're dumb and you're stupid, as an adult, you're probably thinking, Well, I'm not dumb and stupid because I. I'd made something of myself. You start justifying why something is not true. That's reprogramming. If someone were to tell you something that you blatantly know isn't true, that's a good thing by you reprogramming and, and recognizing that just because someone's saying something mean to you, they could be saying it out of their own insecurities. They could be saying it because they see something within you. They see a certain strength in you that they don't see within themselves. And that's why it's very important to recognize your growth and to recognize when you can reprogram and when you can turn something negative into something positive. And that takes some time with, especially with finding your trigger's origin and understanding how you feel because acknowledging the trigger, acknowledging your emotions, it all combines together to create the foundation for you to start really healing and really. Taking on your triggers head on because your triggers are not going to show up as a notification on your phone saying, Oh, today you're going to be triggered. It's going to happen at any time, at any place, and it could be at any severity, too. At any level, it could pull at a variety of different emotions and feelings. It could make your memories be a little bit more vibrant and present than you remembered which is why it's very important to keep acknowledging how you feel. And by acknowledging how you feel, you'll be able to communicate that to another person so that they understand how you feel. And this kind of steers away from you lashing out or you having this increased aggression or maybe you won't have as much crying spells as you thought. You won't have any severe panic attacks, anxiety attacks. Under it, This is all about managing your emotional response that people can see. And also, internally, you don't want to suppress how you feel and pretend that you're not triggered when that can also snowball into an even bigger trigger. It's like imagining if you're planting, you don't want to plant weeds in your garden. You want to plant flowers that are going to bloom but you can't just allow the weeds to overtake the seeds that you're trying to plant you have to prune you have to take away the things that aren't going to benefit your growth and sometimes that can even be people sometimes you have to cut certain people off because they remind you of certain situations that you're trying to grow from and if you don't see that person helping you in your process, there's nothing wrong with taking that necessary step to cut them out of your life, especially if you feel like you need to go on this journey of healing. And healing is on your own accord. You're not doing it for other people. You're doing it for you. Another uh, key step along with acknowledgement, along with understanding the origin, reprogramming yourself, and getting rid of anything that could cause you know, excess amount of anxiety and stress is developing good coping mechanisms. We talked a lot about positive coping mechanisms and negative coping mechanisms, but recognizing what helps you when you're under stress can very much help you understand how you're going to grow past your experiences. Because when I mentioned that mantra of how you're not okay, but you're learning and you're taking the necessary steps to learn how to be okay, that is what's going to help you understand and recognize that how you're feeling is not making you feel okay, but you're doing everything that you can to cope so that you can be more than just okay, so that you can be more than just your triggers. You can be more than what you experience. You can be more than your stress. But that is a process. So for this week's homework, I want you to write down any triggers that you're aware of and also keep keep that into account. You know, maybe make a note section in your phone um, of your triggers so that maybe when you're out in public and you are triggered, you can write down briefly what triggered you, how it happened, why it happened um the environment you were in how you were feeling because it becomes a visual representation of your of your behavior of patterns in your behavior that you want to change so that you won't feel like you're constantly under attack like every time you walk outside the door you feel like people are are coming at you trying to remind you of a situation you're trying to heal from because your triggers aren't going to go away necessarily. I mean, they'll develop and they won't be a big deal. But that doesn't mean that you're in control of the people that come up to you and tell you things. And this is just another side note. Is that just because, you know, somebody says something or does something. Or you're in an environment that that brings you back and flashes you back to your memories. It's not that person's fault that they said something. It's not the environment's fault. And I'm not saying it's your fault because you're the one that's healing. So don't don't allow yourself to, to become so emotionally attached to what someone is saying because they don't know the level of your trauma, especially if they're a stranger or maybe it's a loved one that just said something that really didn't take into account because it's not their job to take into account every little thing that you've been through, but it's their job to understand where you're coming from so that they can help you along your journey. So to be able to communicate when someone makes you feel some type of way is what helps you hone your emotional intelligence and it helps the other person hone their emotional intelligence so that you can be empathetic, they can be empathetic, and you can continue to grow. Because you can't put the blame on another person for saying something or doing something and you feel some sort of way. And with that in mind, with coping, if you feel like a positive coping mechanism is to be, is to talk about it or to meditate, to work out, find what makes you feel comfortable and keep into account what your triggers are because you are more Than what you're triggered by. And you're going to learn how to reprogram and reshape your triggers into something that could help you grow as a person. All right, everyone, that is the end of this week's podcast. I'm so happy that you were able to be a part of this week's episode and learn about a topic that is coined with being associated with overly sensitivity, illogical, and irrational behavior. But hopefully, through this episode, you learned a lot more about where triggers come from, why they occur, and the necessary steps to help you identify your own triggers so that you can be more vocal and. Actually, make the necessary steps to heal and find ways to cope with when you are being triggered. I hope that all of you are able to reflect on this week's homework assignment. If you want to share it with me, have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can DM me at the Butterfly Effect Podcast underscore or email me at the Butterfly Effect. PDCT at gmail.com. I want to end this podcast with some positive affirmations. I want to let you know that you are amazing. You are appreciated. You are cherished. You are doing a good job. And I am so proud of your courage for you to acknowledge and heal from your stressful traumatic experiences. Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you next week.